Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Oh, Canada, our home and native land. I am back on home turf. In French, which we have to learn up here in Canada, it would be, Oh, Canada, terre de nos ailleurs. I love America so much, but Canada is my first home, even though I love America and it feels like it's my second home and I'm probably going to live there and I'm married to an American, so I'm an honorary American. <sighs> so I feel great. I'm happy to be home. I loved waking up by myself today. I love my own space. I love my own time. This is how I can tell that I am in a healthy relationship because typically I would be obsessed and spinny and what's the other word? Um, infatuated. Uh, this actually works out perfectly for me because I like to be quite autonomous. So I feel better than ever. All right, let's get to it. Uh, we're going to see what Melody Beattie has to say for today, Sunday, July 26th. owning our power. Don't you see? We do not have to be so victimized by life, by people, by situations, by work, by our friends, by our love relationships, by our family, by ourselves, our feelings, our thoughts, our circumstances. We are not victims. We do not have to be victims. That is the whole point. Yes, admitting and accepting powerlessness is important. But that is a first step, an introduction to this business of recovery. Later comes owning our power, changing what we can. This is as important as admitting and accepting powerlessness, and there is so much we can change. We can own our power wherever we are, wherever we go, whoever we are with. We do not have to stand there with our hands tied, groveling helplessly, submitting to whatever comes along. There are things we can do. We can speak up, solve the problem, use the problem to motivate ourselves to do something good for ourselves. We can make ourselves feel good. We can walk away. We can come back on our terms. We can stand up for ourselves. We can refuse to let others control and manipulate us. We can do what we need to do to take care of ourselves. That is the beauty, the reward, the crown of victory we are given in this process called recovery. It is what it is all about. If we can't do anything about the circumstance, we can change our attitude. We can do the work within, courageously face our issues so we are not victimized. We have been given a miraculous key to life. We are victims no more unless we want to be. Freedom and joy are ours for the taking, for the feeling, for the hard work we have done. Today, I will remind myself as often as necessary that I am not a victim. And I do not need to be victimized by whatever comes my way. I will work hard to remove myself as a victim, whether that means setting and enforcing a boundary, walking away, dealing with my feelings, or giving myself what I need. God, help me let go of my need to feel victimized. Don't you love that? My sponsor says, victims don't get well in this program. Why? Because when we're a victim, we're powerless. I love how this talks about owning our power. 
And we get that through the 12 steps. The more dependent we come on, become on a higher power, the more independent power we gain because we're tapping into the only true source of power in the universe. And it is always right and just power. It is the power of love. It is the power of right. You know, truth is the highest spiritual principle in the universe, but we do not create truth. Human beings do not create truth. That comes from God. And once we line ourselves up with truth by being honest, which is a spiritual principle of the first step, we become in harmony and in sync. You know, a lot of people have been shocked by my marriage, and I get it. But part of the reason I knew I was in sync with God through the whole thing and at peace with it is because I felt peace in my body. I didn't feel anxiety or stress. Um, I prayed upon it. I put it before the altar to God. And when God needs to speak into my life, he does it often through my body and my instincts, which I had to hone because when I first got into recovery, I couldn't trust my instincts. I didn't know what they were. And it's kind of like a muscle. Like you, you get to learn how God speaks to you. And for some people, it comes in the form of visions or dreams or maybe words. Maybe they're led to scripture or a person who speaks life into them. Um, my husband has very real signs come across his path. For me, it's about tuning into my own sense of peace. So when I surrender my power of decision making to God and I feel peace, I know it's the right way to go. I also, um, it was difficult to receive, as I was calling it in my previous podcast, concern back, um, Today, I have to speak with my sponsor. She has prayed on my marriage announcement and wants to talk about it. And I'm just assuming she's going to to give me advice and concern and want to talk about red flags and whatever else it is. And um, I know that I have to go into this talk owning my power. I actually didn't ask for advice. I didn't ask anybody to pray on it. The only people that are allowed to give me feedback... um, or ask questions are my very, very close tier one friends and my family. But to everybody else, like this is my decision. It's within my power. I'm good with God. I'm good with my husband. I'm good with myself. And that's all I need. So I may just have to say today in this conversation, I am more than okay with my decision. And I'm I'm sorry that you have concerns. Time will tell. You'll see that it's real. But I didn't ask for feedback. Like, is my sobriety in jeopardy? If she truly believes my sobriety is in jeopardy, then yes, please say something. But there's no indication or sign in my life right now that my alcoholism has been activated. Like I said, I'm not obsessed. I'm not infatuated. I'm not spinny. I'm not experiencing dread or doubt or anxiety um, or sadness. It wasn't a teary goodbye. Um, I feel very good and in very good footing. The Jesuits would call that the process of discernment. When you are in desolation, you do not make a decision. And that would be fear, doubt, anxiety, dread. When you are in consolation, which is peace, and contentment and serenity. That's when you make a decision. So as I said earlier, I would tell you about what she said. In our first conversation, she was like, okay, wow. And she was shocked and she asked questions. And um, she said kind of the same thing my parents did, which is some people do get to know each other a long time, then get married and it doesn't work out. That was my first marriage. And some people make an on-the-fly decision, like my friend Amanda, whose parents knew each other for a month and got married, and they've been married for over 30 years. I think it's over 40, actually. 
It is over 40. So, um, but she said she prayed on it and wanted to have further discussion. So I'm just assuming it's going to be bad or difficult. But I also know that I'm not a victim of other people's opinions. I'm, I, I'm not walking into this dreading it because I own my power now because I know who I am. I know my identity. I know my relationship with God. And to be honest, nobody has to accept it at all. They're welcome to not accept it as long as I feel like I, my husband and God, which is I look at that very important relationship, and this is what I've been looking for for a long time. It's like a triangle, and at the top of the triangle is God, and each point is you and your partner. If that partner and you are truly connected to God, it brings you closer together, but it also strengthens your relationship with God because you now have two people connected to the same source for the same reason that are able to receive information and guidance, which I absolutely love and to worship God together, and to honor each other because it's the only way to honor God. Like, that's a beautiful foundation for a marriage. So, oh my gosh, there's my husband. Hi. Hi, pretty lady. Husband, I'm doing a podcast. I'm live right now. Can I call you back? Yes, ma'am. Call you back in five minutes. Okay, bye. Don't you just love the Southern men? Yes, ma'am. Well, yes, sir. (sighs) I'm so happy. I love my husband. This is a perfect, perfect arrangement. Okay. So, as promised, I will let you know what my sponsor says. I don't think she listens to the podcast, so I hope I'm not going to offend her if she does. But listen, I am being honest. This is like sharing in a meeting. I'm just bearing my heart, my experience, strength, and joy, my, I was going to say traipsing through recovery, trudging the happy road to destiny, really. I hope you enjoyed my first homeland podcast to my fellow Canadians. America, I know you miss me. I'm so sorry, but I will be back. And if you need to reach me, please do email me. You can email me all the congratulations on my marriage, but please no concern back at twosoberchicks at gmail.com on Instagram and Twitter at the same handle. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a great Sunday.